Do you know what it is, Truth Nation? Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell him, where are all the watch for him? Where are the hey. brothers going to be? Hey. <laughs> I just wanted to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Man, it, it still feels weird. Not weird, but different to say. 2024. That sounds like some Jetson type stuff. Yeah. Good morning, Telly. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning, DT? You know what? For some reason, uh, I'm kind of excited and bushy tail today, but then I opened up my calendar for the day and I was like, oh, Lord. No time for naps today. Because, you know, I'm at that age now where I got to get those intermittent power, you know, 15 minute power naps. It's not happening today. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I know the the kids are, are good because today is a snow day. So no school for most. It's a snow day in Wisconsin. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you know what? This is how much Telly and I love you, Truth Nation. We have a valued listener who is a certified doctor and he's working with a number of media outlets today to provide some snow safety tips to keep folks out of the ER. No other person other than Dr. Ford. We're going to get right into this y'all because most of you are either getting ready or already on the roads. So we have live with us, Dr. Ford to give us some snow safety tips again to keep y'all safe and healthy. Good morning, Dr. Ford. You were live with DT and Telly. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, DT and Telly. How are y'all doing this morning? Good, good. We're happy that you uh, reached out this morning to let our Truth Nation listeners know some tips about what to expect today because, uh, Denise, I'm, uh, you didn't know this, but, I mean, it's it's really light right now, but around 12 o'clock it's supposed to pick up and come down heavy, like five to seven inches. So, Dr. Ford, could oh, wow. you please give us some tips on how to avoid not coming to visit you today in the ER? <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, I'm working all day today, so if you need to, come on in. But otherwise, you know, we want to try to keep you out as much as possible. So, you know, I'll say the first thing is that we see the most dangerous is our driving conditions. So even though it's not coming down as it will at about 12 o'clock, like you said, Tally, we want to make sure that you're, you're, you're taking your time when you're driving, leaving time to brake. Don't drive out of control. Make sure you're, um, you know, allowing your time, uh, enough time to get from one place to the other to avoid automobile accidents. Um, as always, we want to make sure that you're wearing your seat belts. Make sure that kids are uh, in the back seat if they're under the age of 12 and in their car seats, things of that nature as well. 
Dr. Ford, what are some of the common accidents or incidents that are, you know, snow or increment weather related that you see the most during this time of year? Yeah, so we see a lot of injuries associated outside of motor vehicles uh, with with being out and about in the in the elements. So more so shoveling uh, for folks who have pre-existing heart conditions, pre-existing heart problems, uh, who are used to you know a level of physical inactivity. We see that you know shoveling is a hard workout. You know it, those those of you that work out, there, there's no other workout above that. So you want to make sure that you check in with your doctors, consult with your healthcare team before you start heavy exercising like shoveling. Mm. Um, in addition, you know you want to make Make sure that you're dressing for the weather too. We see a lot of exposure injuries, things like frostbite, frost nip, things of that nature. So making sure that you're wearing a hat that covers your ears, making sure that you're wearing gloves, things of that nature, uh, to to keep yourself safe. Dr. Ford, I have a 16-year-old newly admitted driver in my house. She will not be driving today. But for those that will be on the road again, we hear these tips all the time about staying a certain distance back from the cars and, and not going the same speed. And, and uh, they often get ignored. But does it really just come down to just leave earlier? Than you normally exactly. would well, today. <laughs> you got it. Well, first off, God bless you, brother, for a 16-year-old driver. <laughs> you ain't lying. Thanks for, look, thanks for the warning. <laughs> and Denise wonder why I'd be sweating most mornings. <laughs> right. right. What kind right. of car she we, drives. We wanna, yeah. Right. We want a detailed uh, itinerary of where she'll be driving. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, she's not officially, officially on the road yet, but she does have her license. All right. All right. We, we love well, you, baby. We love you. We encourage you. Just stay away from us. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I tell you what. So, so just like you said, tell us, you want to make sure that you're that you're allotting the time to to get to work, right? So, uh, or get to wherever you're going. You're going to get. In addition, you know, you want to make sure that you're abiding by, uh, you know, those speed limits as much as you can. Uh, you know, making sure that you know that you're able to see, you know, the tail lights of the car in front of you. You know, giving yourself enough time to to break uh, because these conditions out here are going to be slippery early in the morning, and you know, the sun goes down at about five thirty, six o'clock. Now, you want to make sure that you're avoiding, you know black ice, things of that nature, so you, you may not be able to see it. So if you need to stop in a hurry, you know, it may be too late for you. So just making sure that you're taking those precautions. Really quick before we let you go back to doing your incredible work, Dr. Ford, defensive driving. I know a lot of us, we're hearing, we're hearing your expertise and we're like, I do that, I do that, I do that. What are some also defensive driving tips for, for both drivers as well as pedestrians that are out there in these cold freezing streets yeah yeah so you know a lot of things that we see outside of you know uh, the the car collisions we see a lot of pedestrians that get hit by vehicles as well dt and you're, you're absolutely right with that one thing that we always want to say is you want to make sure that you're not distracted right and so a lot of times you'll see people you know walking down the street they have their headphones on things of that nature and the same thing applies to people who are driving you got it right and the same thing applies for people who yeah. you know are driving too you want to make sure that you're not texting and driving you want to make sure that you know you're not distracted driving as well um and so just kind of making sure your old football term make sure you have your head on the swivel when you're out there both as a driver as well as you know a pedestrian too uh, make sure that you're abiding by those crosswalk signs make sure that you know if you have kids with you kids are real hard to see especially when it gets dark or when it's snowing like that when visibility is low uh, so making sure that you're, you're you're holding your kids hand make sure you're protecting them when they're crossing the street uh, and just to keep everyone safe Dr. Ford, we really appreciate you taking the time this morning to give our valued listeners some tips. And we'll let you get back to work, but hopefully you won't be that busy today. That's what we're hoping for. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Well, y'all be safe out there. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
Boy, that's, I love Dr. Ford. Yes, that is great. That is great. And those are such helpful tips. And I hope you pay attention. Again, these are tips that you have heard constantly. This is not something that is should be new to you. Uh, I mean, just at the end of the day, just leave a little earlier. That's it. That's it. That's it. You'll be fine. And take your and, time. And, you know, we do now have technology. So if you... Even with leaving early, if you feel like you're not going to be safe, because one thing that really impacts productivity is when you are experiencing anxiety and then have to go into the office building and be in meetings and be productive. Yeah. Yeah. So I also want to remind folks, if that is something that you just cannot do, like I, I don't drive in the snow. I used to, and I'm an, I'm an OG living in Milwaukee for 20 years, but now I just, I don't drive at night. I really don't. I don't drive at night. And to your point or Dr. Ford's point, it gets dark now, like five o'clock. Yeah. And so I don't have a problem either Ubering or calling a friend or if, you know, weather permits walking. But yeah, if if driving in this type of weather is going to give you anxiety and you have the advantage of alternatives, i.e. working from home or i.e. carpooling, whatever. Take advantage of that. Yeah. Because I know how that feels when you walk into the office building and they're like, good morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you got to be, you know, you got to be on. Yeah, so. you do. You do. And also, I, I mean, be proactive in prioritizing what's important, too, because you're hearing yes. about all the snow that's going to be coming down. If you don't have to go stay in the house. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's how it, the accident starts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean. You know, it, it maybe tonight, like I know on Tuesdays you may hit up a sports bar or something, but let it chill this Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just go where you that's necessary. You don't have to go places or the, just be like, well, I'm not going to break my routine. Well, there's sometimes that it's, it's best that you do. I completely agree. And I, and I so support people being able to make – that decision. And I know for a lot of us, we're saying, well, you know, Denise, Telly, we don't, we don't have it that easy. We have to go to work. And I understand that. Yeah. So just make the decision on how, if you do have to go to work and you have to drive in this increment weather, you also got to be living to work too, right? I was going to say, make sure you have everything you need to get there. Cause I like breathing. (laughs) Right. Look, See how that sounds? Sound good, don't it? And my breath don't stink. (laughs) This is some good breathing right here that I like to be able to do. Arrive alive. Anywho, I like that. Yes. Hold on. Let me let me me call my trademark attorney before Telly. Arrive alive. Alive. Sorry, Telly. It's going to be trademarked in about five about five months. Speaking. Of of law, I know yesterday we were talking a lot about the recent bill that the state Republicans of Wisconsin are proposing to legalize medicinal. And to your point, Telly, as you said, it's very restrictive. And, you know, <laughs> there were a lot of input. There's a lot of input from our listeners as it relates to, man, come on, like legalize marijuana for so many reasons. We're not going to continue that, but I did want to bring that up because as we have been talking about so much legislation that is taking place and as we are entering a presidential election, again, 
you know, how, how are we as black and brown people going to really understand the magnitude of our vote? And this, and you've got currently the Supreme Court, the highest court in this country, making a decision on whether or not former President Donald Trump is ineligible to run for president again because of demonstrating insurrection or being an insurrectionist by saying this election was stolen. Let's go fight. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I was I was speaking with a, a corporate attorney yesterday, so she's not a constitutional lawyer. But we were talking about from a verbiage standpoint. It may not be incriminating. And so when you think about the 14th Amendment that, you know, like you can't go into a crowded theater and yell fire. Right. And so that's ultimately what Trump opposition or Trump prosecutors are trying to really convey that when he said that. Because right now, President Trump is telling the Supreme Court, I did not tell anybody to go to the Capitol <laughs> Hill and attack. I never said that. I said this election was stolen. And I said, we have to fight this. <laughs> it, it, it is so and, amazing when <laughs> when they do something, they become such experts at the Constitution. Uh, you know, that freedom of speech. And, and I mean, the chancellor well, at, at UW-Lacrosse had the same thing. Clearly, you can't do porn and be a chancellor of a university. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, Telly, and I'm so glad you said that because one of the things that I've said to you, I've shared with Truth Nation and me and, and, you know, this lawyer that I was speaking to yesterday, I was like, I'm personally going to order a, what do you call it, wallet-sized copy of the U.S. Constitution, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep that with me, and I think it is very important for us to read and get really acquainted, not even acquainted, get really knowledgeable with the Constitution. Because this presidential election, when you keep hearing, like you said, Telly, 14th Amendment and First Amendment, we as voters, we got to know what that means. Also, when legislation is being created that's going to directly impact our community, you got to leverage that Constitution. I'm telling you, because when you know it, you have it. I, whether you're getting pulled over, whether you're going to be, you know, on trial, wh- whatever the case is, conversation, get acquainted with the U.S. Constitution. Because during this year, if, if you already see the signs, yeah, Harvard, you know, Harvard University president resigning, you know, laws being made to remove DNI. You've got an insurrection candidate who's right now. His presidency or ability to run for presidency is in the hands of the highest court of this country. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Telly, do not sleep on having knowledge or awareness of the U.S. Constitution. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Do you think we as a community should be studying or learning more, or if we already do, having that U.S. Constitution laminated and in our po- pockets wherever we go? 833 833- Two one two one zero one seven. What do you think, Telly? I I think it wouldn't be a bad thing. I I also I, you make a great point when you say that all of these amendments, uh, 
this isn't the last we're going to hear about these things. We're going to hear about this all the way through November. And Mm -hmm. you want to be knowledgeable of what information you're receiving because you could just say, all right, the 19th Amendment. I don't know what that is off my off the top of my head. So I don't think it's a bad idea at all to have a reference point on what these politicians are talking about. And I know in 2023, there were moments, DT, that we felt like and we joked about this, how. We felt Lil Boosie was trying to be the spokesperson <laughs> for a lot of black people. But I'm gonna need him to get familiar with the US Constitution. <laughs> right. Lil Boosie, shout but, out to you, but I need you to know the, the, the lip yeah. But where I'm going with this is someone that gives a lot of interesting sp- perspective on a lot of different things is the rapper Plaz. I don't know if you follow Plaz on Instagram. I don't follow him, but his videos come up in my feed. So yeah. yeah, I'm very familiar. And, and so with he bring up, he brought up a question. His op eds. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, but it may it's funny, but it made a lot of sense too. And he oh, yeah. was like, "Why would someone who felt like the election was rigged, stolen, want to go back and do it again? The system ain't changed." So what makes you think that it won't be rigged or stolen again? Oh, we all know the answers to that question. Yeah, of course. Power. P-O-W-E-R. That's, it it pulls, Speaker Robin Voss. PC, what did I say yesterday? Power power and control. control. (laughs) This country was established on power and control. No, no more British government. No more Church of England. We're going to start our own country. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to get some 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 Negro slaves to help us build, and we're not going to pay them a dime. And that whole uh, impact is going to last until 2024 and so forth. I was yeah, about to say, that's what, what you mean, until. Do. It ain't like it's right. going to be over it's this year. It seems like it's just getting started, restarted. Say that again? <laughs> it's getting, no, say that again. No, it's like it is getting restarted. <laughs> exactly. You know, they always talk about history repeats itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I don't know which, uh, it was some article that had to do with, you know, just reflecting on being black in America for, you know, the 2023 and, and projecting of what's going to be occurring that's going to impact our community even worse in 2024. <laughs> And one of the comments, I said, the internet never fails. I don't know if it was a male or a female, but this person was like, I tell you what we ain't going to do. We ain't about to be slaves again. I tell you that much. There's a whole lot more of us now. They got a whole lot more power and money and education. So it was just, it's not funny. But to your point, you know, it was funny because we as people of color in this country, especially as black Americans, we we are paying attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Trust and believe, you know, there's there's a lot of stigmas and stereotypes that impact how people on the outside engage with us or, you know, see us Mm -hmm. and wealth and intelligence or intellect is typically not part of that perception. And I'm just here to say I'm here to say this. And this is for all of our listeners that come from all walks of life, all races, genders, ethnicity, sexual orientations, religions, age, generation, all that. Get familiar. Consider getting familiar with the U.S. Constitution. Now, LT on the Truth Talking text line 
which is 833-212-1017. I think LT just be wanting to, like, poke a bear. <laughs> he, LT says, don't you know the Constitution by heart like Trump supporters? Ha ha. And I know you're joking, LT. But let me try. Let me tell you this right now. This is my feeling. This isn't a fact. Most of the people that went to the Capitol Hill on January 6, 2021, <laughs> did not know the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> now, what they did know was how to shoot a gun because most of those folks were military trained. See, mm-hmm. people didn't, a lot they of those sure folks were. were military trained, ex-police. either served in the military, yeah. ex police. Trump knew exactly what he would audience to talk to mm-hmm. because those, you had people that were trained snipers. Like a lot of people were like, how did they climb on the walls of the Capitol Hill? How do you think they knew how to? <laughs> Like, how do you think they knew they were trained? They were trained military individuals. And so the majority of those people in the Capitol Hill are not familiar or don't know the Constitution by heart. But they definitely know when somebody says, hey, your power is about to be broken. Your power is about to be taken away. Oh, yeah. And the people that, you you know, we train to be subservient. They're starting to get a little smarter. Yeah. And they're starting to get a little bit more powerful. So we got to go in here and take the power back. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth be told with DT and Telly. When we come back, we want to hear more from you. Also, we're going to pick up Telly. We, we, we got a lot of attention when we asked this question. And I apologize, Truth Nation, because I presented the question maybe probably within 15 minutes of the show. But do you remember last week when I asked the question, do you think Michael Jackson would have been successful without his father, Joe Jackson? Yes. I we got to present that question. Yes, we had absolutely. a whole lot of response. So, I, so we're going to represent that, y'all. We come back. Ben is already shaking his head no. Thank God, because that's exactly my position. Again, the question is, and hit us up, either call us or text us, 833-212-1017. Do you think Michael Jackson would have been as successful without Joe Jackson. We'll be back. Don't touch that dial. Truth be told with DT and Telly. We'll be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. All right, so Telly, let me just give you some background on why I'm even presenting this question. So if you're just tuning in, good morning, happy Tuesday. Please make sure that you stay safe on them streets as well as you're commuting, wherever you're going. If you're staying home, wonderful. If you got to be out, just please take your time. Mm -hmm. Take your time. We, We want you around as much as possible. Now, before we took a break, I presented the question because we actually presented the question telly and ben last week <coughs> matter of fact my bad what's up ben good morning benjamin good my morning dt i just you know when dr ford had said i can give y'all some wisdom i was like well let's you know, telly was like let, he said tell him to call in now i was like you know what telly you're right 
Yeah. I mean, no I, I, it, it ain't like you could tell a doctor, you know what, that's in the ER. <laughs> hey, man, can you call around 732? <laughs> I think you try to get him where you could get him. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that. This is why, you, this is why I love my calls because I like we're a team. So before the break, we presented the question, Truth Nation, do you think Michael Jackson would have been successful? And I want to underscore be successful, not as successful. Would he have been successful without his talent manager and patriarch of the family, the Jackson family, which had a whole lot of entertainers, Joe Jackson. Now, Denise, why did this question even come up? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) A lot of adults, and when I say adults, I mean Gen X and above. So I'm Gen X. I'm 47. Gen X is usually, what, 19? It's 20 years. So it'd be like 1975 through 1995 or 1976 through 1996. Anywho, I have constantly just been experiencing frustration with what appears to me as lack of work ethic with younger celebrities. Like they want it now. Like, I want to be a TikTok influencer, and I want to make $60,000 a day. Then, and this is not to say all young people feel this way. Then there's also a number of of reels that will come up in my Instagram feed, Telly. And I'm not exaggerating. It will say things like this. And, Ben, I know you're part of the younger generation. Let me know if you've seen these types of reels in your feed as well. It will say, do you want to know how to make $50,000 in a week? Oh, yeah. Click the like button. And I'm like, what type of message are we <laughs> sending? Ben, do you do you see those as well? I see it all the time, DC. I mean, I could scroll down my Instagram right now and somebody's going to tell me how to make a million dollars. Exactly. And so what I don't see anymore is where, because if you think about it, a social media reel, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, it's about how long, Telly? About 30 seconds? If that tops, yeah. If that tops and within that 30 seconds, it's conditioning people to believe that the process of work. Yes. Is no longer required. And what happens is that that like that saying easy come easy go. So the reason why this question came up is because myself and someone else had a conversation about, you know, where were you first introduced to work ethic? Like, when did you start working? Who introduced you to that? And and how long did you work until you actually made it to where you're like, you know what? This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And as I was sharing my perspective, Telly and Ben, I was talking about my parents, especially my mother. Work, education was not an option in my household. I had to get a job. I've been working since I was 14 years old and growing up in Indiana, coincidentally the same state as Joe Jackson. Growing up in Indiana, we picked corn in the summer. Mm-hmm. We made about four dollars an hour, and that was a whole lot of money. Look at Ben's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But $4 when you talk like that, DT, to younger people, that sounds like that happened in the 1940s or something, and and that's what that's what amazes me. And we were talking about this pretty recent about how working hard and having a good work ethic mm. isn't cool anymore. It isn't. It isn't, uh, you know, hyped up. No one talks about that. Everyone wants no it one. right now. 
And like again. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I look at it as uh when people come up to me and talk about my success, I'm like, boy, I'm a twenty three year overnight success. I mean, because for the last twenty three years I've been working on this craft. It just didn't happen overnight, number one. And number two, when you talk about work ethic, that's just not presented in the household like it was when we were growing up. Let's just be real. Now, see, that's where we get down to the root cause of the situation. Because I know some of our younger listeners are like, here we go again. Them old folks talking about what we don't do. And I want to be clear. I always have taken ownership me being a Gen Xer and a child of baby boomers and traditionalists, that it's our fault. It, we, yes. we raised, we raised we, our kids. Like Bernie Mac said, we some soft, soft A parents. <laughs> we, we are. Because I know, and I'll give you an example. And Truth Nation, if there's anybody that can rate, relate, let us know. Hit us up on the Truth Talk and text line, 833-212-1017. I know that I would use gifts to diminish the guilt that I would feel when I couldn't be at either my son's basketball practice or if my daughter, you know, she had a a piano recital or, you know, I had to take her to piano lessons, Girl Scouts, all these things that my kids had to do as a single mom. A lot of times I couldn't be there because I had to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when people say work-life balance, I'm like, no, no, no. There's no such thing as work-life balance. There's choices, yeah. <laughs> and you make them every day. Sometimes you can choose your family. Sometimes you got to choose work. But there's never any balance. And please don't drive yourself nuts trying to balance because it ain't going to work. I'll ding you on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, seriously. Because as a single parent, they it, there it's not you have – that that type Mm-mm. of balance as an option you no. do what you have to do and uh before you continue dt my i grew up in a single parent home my mom raised five kids never graduated from high school and, four boys and, 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 and four like, boys out of those and one five, girl you gotta always say that yeah, that's a big yeah. deal four boys one y'all girl eat. never graduated high school never made over twelve thousand dollars in one year and wow. you want to talk about work ethic, seeing my mom work two and three jobs. I always said, if I can get in a position where I'm just talking for a living, and she used to always tell me, tell me, don't ever have to work as hard as I do. Mm. But when you see that, it makes a difference. But like you said, if you're just talking about it, it just seems like, oh, here these old folks go again. I mean, because I always talk about how when I started my career, my first job was in Macon, Georgia in 2001 at the CBS station, WMAZ, Channel 13. Do you know how much money I made? My first year guess. on television. I'm going to, oh, the, your salary? I'm going to guess, uh, I'm going to say 16 to 17,000. 17, five. My first yeah. year. And then the next year, $19,000. When I bought me a that Dodge Neon, I was balling. Oh, I forgot about the Neons. Oh. You can always hear them bad boys coming around the corner too. No, were, I remember, <laughs> those were popular. I remember those. But, so you, you bring up two words. Yes, go ahead. No, I mean, just to finish, I say that to say 
that was just in 2001. That wasn't 1965. So the point is, there's nothing wrong with working hard to build something. And if it doesn't come in the next 30 minutes, it's okay. Keep working. Absolutely. And you bring up two words that when we come back from break, I really want us to hone in on as we, again, answer the question, Truth Nation. Would Michael Jackson have been successful without Joe Jackson? And the key two words that you brought up, Telly, work and ethic. Because yep. I think that's a sub that's a subsidiary. What's well, a sub question is how do we define work ethic in the current state? How do we define that? How do we measure it? Well, how do we define it? And then how do we measure it? Do we still have an understanding or awareness of work ethic? Do we even know what that means anymore? And if we do, what does it mean to the existing generation that's coming in the talent pipeline like millennials and Gen Zers? We come back from break. We want to hear from y'all. We'd love to hear from some younger folks. And when I say younger, I mean people like me. No, I'm playing. People that <laughs> are millennials or Gen Zers. If you want to call in, we want to hear from you. 833-212-1017. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. One oh one seven, the truth. Now, before we get back into our conversation and thank y'all so much, Truth Nation, because y'all are already bringing us the heat. We're going to get right into that. Please, please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube right now and search for one oh one point seven, the truth. And you can see me and Telly live, live, y'all. You can see everything. In the building. I got my in the building. <laughs> You can subscribe so that way you don't even have to worry about ever missing a show. Like yesterday's show, we shacked it a fool talking about Uncle Shay Shack. <laughs> I listened to that probably about five times yesterday and had tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> so you definitely want to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, make sure you download the Truth app and follow us on Instagram. Again, we're 101.7 The Truth on Instagram. Follow us. Subscribe to us. We love and appreciate y'all. Now, before the break, the question was, would Michael Jackson be successful without Michael, excuse me, without his father, Joe Jackson? Would he have been successful and, if it had not been for Michael, his, his father, Joe Jackson? And as you said, this was a question we presented last week, but ran out of time. And then so many other things started going on. And uh, I, my answer stays the same. No. Michael would not have been successful because I think that driving force to strive for greatness and excellence was the thing that separated him from most other people. It's not a coincidence that Richard Williams, uh, Joe Jackson, uh, other very influential fathers that have taken the time, Earl Woods with Tiger, uh, that pushed them to be as great as they can be, 
they didn't turn out to be as great as they are by chance. So, not, and so I gotta you you bring up such an excellent point because this is what we were discussing, me and this person because this person was like, well, you know that you also got to give props to Quincy Jones and I'm like, time out. Quincy Jones came in the like the mid to late seventies. Yeah, we're talking about to your point how Michael Jackson and his brothers, you know, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, even little Randy, how they all were pushed. At a very early age, and it's so identical to what you were talking about, even me. So, for example, with Joe Jackson, he saw his kids just playing around with musical instruments. And Joe Jackson already had an affinity and actually performed in a rock in a rock band. And so he was like, if, if this is what y'all want to do, I'm going to push you. Mm-hmm. And they eventually, you know, formed the group, the Jackson Five. And... Most of us, if not all of us, are very familiar with the trajectory of the Jacksons and how Joe Jackson, to your point, Telly, just pushed them. Excellence was not to be compromised. And poor Marlon, you know, there's stories (laughs) where poor Marlon, poor Marlon, poor all of them. DT, these are, but we also have to acknowledge that the times are so different now. And. I don't agree with it, but there's so many other things now where if you are dead and you're trying to push your child like that, it's, oh, we need a mental health day. We need this. Like, there are no mental health days back then. I'm not actually opposed to that, though. I'm not no, opposed no, as I long mean, as I, you don't. It, it is a difference as long now. As you don't, yes. But I see what you're saying, though. As long as you don't take advantage of it. You know, like, this is what I don't like. Um, so let's say you and I, you you work for me, Telly. Okay. You work for me. And I say, Telly, I'm not sure where the misunderstanding happened, you know, took place, but I ask you to do this and you deliver this. (gasps) Oh, you're attacking me. I'm filing a complaint. I need a mental health day. Oh my God. I'm like, and, and here's the thing. You laugh. But I have so many friends yeah. who are people managers that are our age that literally share those stories. Like we have a group chat and they'll be like, dude, HR called me today. And these are executives, Telly. These yeah. are executives. Man, I got a call from HR today. For what? I told one of my team members to correct the mistake that they made for a deliverable. And they went to HR and said I was attacking them. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And so I I bring that up, too, because when you think about how and we all know how Joe Jackson disciplined his kids. Can you imagine toxic and you're attacking me? (laughs) I'm telling you, that's why I say it's so different. It it is now it's just not built the same. What? So because I'm so wanting to hear from all different types of generations on this, because real true story. Imagine this, Telly. I know you're going to be shocked, you and Ben. I started reading at the age of three, okay? Now, when you start reading at a young age, you're automatically going to do a lot of what? What do I do a lot, Telly? Come on! Talk! Exactly. <laughs> so, teachers, and back then, you know, there weren't, there weren't a lot of black teachers growing up, you know, in Evansville, Indiana. So, for a lot of white teachers, it was, it was foreign to see a black student and I wasn't the only one. There was there was a few of us that were very, you know, identified as gifted and talented. Mm-hmm. But here's where, see, see, this is why if you don't have like a Joe Jackson, 
or Maureen Thomas, my mother in your life, this is what could have happened. Now, because I was chatty patty in the classroom, how do you think most teachers would describe me to my parents? Oh, it's talk too much, disruptive. Uh, Dis- you know, yeah. dis- disrespectful to her yeah. peers, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So my mom and dad literally could have been like, we're going to take her out and we're going to put her maybe in some type of special education class or we're going to put her on Ritalin. For those that don't know what Ritalin is, it was like a very popular prescription. Yeah. For what they called hyper kids. Yeah, to try to calm you down, pretty much zonk you. (laughs) Well, and and statistics will show you if you look at the data back in those back in the 80s and 90s, most of the kids that were prescribed were black and brown. But I digress. Anywho, and or or, uh, diagnosed with a learning disability. Most black and brown children that went to predominantly white public schools. That's a fact. And so see the systemic thing. But anywho. My parents, especially my mother, she said, okay, well, if you like to talk a lot, then we're going to leverage this. I'm going to put you in speech and debate. I'm going to put you in forensics. You're going to read the church announcements every Sunday at church. I mean, she literally saw my gift before I did. Yeah. And that's why I tell my parents all the time now, y'all ain't got to want for nothing. Just like Janet, Michael, Randy, Tito, Jermaine, they could take care of Catherine. And I'm sure they took care of Joe. May he rest in peace. But this this thing called work ethic, Telly, that's that's to me is what is the fundamental area of of further understanding. Yeah. Because according to the dictionary, work ethic is a personal set of values that determines how any employee approaches their work. So obviously employees with strong work ethic are highly motivated, self-motivated. I want to emphasize self-motivated and produce. You ready for this, Telly? What's that? Not making this up. Here we go. Just like Michael Jackson, produce consistently high quality results. I'm going to say that again for the folks in the back, especially those that get mad and offended when you hear you don't have work ethic. Work ethic is your personal set of values that determine how you approach your work. Employees that are regarded as folks with strong work ethic again, are highly self-motivated and produce consistently, not when it's convenient for you. Right. High-quality results. Yeah, not just when you feel like it. It's when you don't feel like it. You still have to be consistent. That was the word that stuck out for me, consistency. And you can't be, uh, and not to steal Deion Sanders' quote, but it was one that really, really stuck out to me. And it continues to stick out to me. And it was, you don't have to be great to be consistent, but you got to be consistent to become great. Absolutely. Thomas on the Truth Talk and Text line says, nope, Joe saw the talent in his kids and literally forced them to perfect their gifts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what my mom did to me. Oh, tell you, can you imagine like Saturday morning, you know, your friends, they get to sleep in and, you know, train. My mom coming. Come on. We've got your speech competition. It starts <laughs> at 7 a.m. Yeah, you heard me right. It starts at 7 a.m. Telly. So what time do you think I had to get up and get ready so that I could? And we had to wear dresses and Mary Jane plat, uh, black shoes, patent leather shoes. Anywho, <laughs> we're going to get more into this, y'all. Keep the comments coming. <laughs> Truth Nation, we love and appreciate you. We're getting a lot of heat on the Truth Talking text line as well as the YouTube message board. When we come back, we're going to wrap this up. But yeah, work ethic.
Yes. Because Lord knows, as far as I'm concerned, there would have been no Michael Jackson based on his work ethic that came from his upbringing from both his mother, Catherine, and the infamous Joe Jackson, his father. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. On the Milwaukee, Washington Pergolders tip-off is set for 7 p.m. The City Conference Game of the Week on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 101.7 TheTruth.com is sponsored by Milwaukee Public Schools and presented by Gruber Law Offices. And we got to remind you, Truth fans, MLK Day is approaching, and we are excited to partner with the YMCA of Metropolitan Milwaukee and the Marcus Performing Arts Center to celebrate the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. On Monday, January 15th, our Truth Team will kick off the MLK Day celebration with a broadcast of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. That's right. Me, DT, and I will be live from the YMCA's 27th annual Dr. MLK Jr. Breakfast Celebration at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino from 7 to 9 a.m. And we want to thank you for joining us this morning, and we want to make sure that you stay locked in because when we return, I know you've seen this video. Everybody has seen it. DT, you saw that dude jumped over and attacked that judge in Vegas, right? I'm, I'm with you. We need to recruit him for the Bears. Yes, yes. I that. think we he'd be a, jump. he'd be a heck of an edge he, he rusher. Got some air. Let me tell you, if he can get to the judge like that, I'm sure Man. he can get to the quarterback. But anyway, we will talk about that and much more on the other side. You're listening to the best morning show on the planet. That's right. Truth be told, with DT and Telly. <laughs> 